people the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 47 of The Usual Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, who didn't scope the intro this time, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, buddy. You caught me. I was going to say you didn't screw up the intro this time. I didn't screw up the intro this time, and we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What you got, man? Uh, tonight, I'm drinking a Diet Pepsi, because I'm taking some medication for a bad back. Your back's messed up. It is messed up. But here we are, recording. And I'm um, having a good time. So I, 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 I play with the pain for you guys. Mm. Mm. Eh. Eh, you're trying to say, like, you know, you're sacrificing for the listeners? <laughs> I love you, man. Okay, so <laughs> I am I am drinking, thanks to a uh, loyal listener and also a recent guest on the usual podcast, which you won't hear till after this. So uh, future you will hear this. Is that time? Am I doing the time right? Future you will enjoy past accomplishments. Well, it sounded sir. like a uh, nice. fortune cookie. Yeah, it sounded like uh, inverse Yoda. Uh, so I'm drinking Golden Drock, uh, gifted to me by uh, John Skeen. And you're the man, dude. Thanks for joining us. Uh, he joined us on our latest one-shot episode, which will be coming out after this show. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. And, it was uh, a lot of fun. He, uh, he did great. And uh, it might have something to do with the 10.5 that you're drinking. Well, look, I'm, I'm, I'm milking it a little bit. I mean... <laughs> Want me to put a nipple on that thing? Well, look, here's the deal. If I would have just, if I would have drank like I usually do, I would not be recording this podcast right now. No, you'd be curled up on the floor. I'd be napping. I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, and Twitter Network. I'm at Darth Props on Twitter. Will is at IMO Griggs. We're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Sure, why not? And so take the time to give us a positive rating and uh, share us on the social medias. Um, so definitely keep the reviews coming. We haven't got any new ones, but, you know, we'll take new ones. Give us a new one. Give us a new one. Yeah, I'll give you a new one. All, All right. right. So we have the timestamps in the show one. notes. Okay. We have timestamps in the show notes for non-Sortor fans. Uh, you know, obviously, we're going to be spending a little time on Sortor this week. A little some bit. stuff. Live stream and stuff. Uh, Patreon.com slash usual podcast. Uh, we will do a drawing on our year episode, which is coming up in a couple weeks. Yes. Uh, next week, next week, we will have some details, uh, about what we kind of want to do for our year episode. And, uh, the last week of January will be our one year episode. Can you believe it's been a year? I can believe it because I've done a lot of editing, but <laughs> honestly, uh, it's hard to believe. Like this is episode 47. And when we started this, I just kind of thought like, you know, see how it goes. Now I want to do this every day. It's fun. It's addicting. Are you saying I'm an addict? No, I was saying it was addicting. Mm. Mm. We'll let the listeners tell us. So anyway, patreon.com slash usual podcast. Give us a buck or two an episode. We're still working on Comic-Con, guys. Uh, and so, you know, if you think we're worth a buck or two and you want a bunch of content from Comic-Con, help us out. Yes, please. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it, uh, what's the line? Uh, uh, insightful. Oh, what was that line? We did it so long ago. Dynamite drop in. Dyn- yeah, that was it. Dynamite drop in. Ah, good pull, dude. 
All right. So anyway, um, if you want to give us, if you want to go ham and really help us with our trip, uh, 10 bucks an episode, we'll send you socks. We'll give you love and we'll definitely send you some swag from Comic Con. Uh, so my shop, Pippi's Long Stockings. Well, my, my wife runs, my wife runs it, but Pippi's Long Stockings will hook you up with some socks. I'll give you some beer. And then we get back from Comic Con, you get all the swag. Okay. I mean, not all the swag. I, 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 mean, I have to do a it. little tangent here. No. Talking about ham. We, are we talking about ham like the food? Oh, well, we will eventually. Or going ham. Going ham. Wait, we have nothing in the show notes about ham. No. Like the food. Okay, we're talking about going ham. Okay. Right. And so, um, a couple days ago, well, yesterday was my dad's birthday. Yeah, he passed away a number of years ago, but uh, he would have been, uh, oh, 83 today. and oh. Or yesterday. And so, anyway, so my sister posted a picture of, of him with a couple of my family members. And it happened to be a picture from my graduate, my high school graduation day. To tell how old I am, my high school graduation day was uh, uh, June 17th, 1994, which is infamous because it was the day that O.J. Simpson was going ham in the oh, White yeah. Bronco down going the freeway. Ham. Yeah. Right? So I said that. I commented on it. I'm like, I know that was my graduation day because that was the day that O.J. Simpson went all ham. Well, my sisters didn't know what going ham meant, right? <laughs> and so they said, going ham? And then, of course, my sister Donna posted a pic- an old advertisement picture of O.J. Simpson during the holidays holding a ham. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and then she showed uh you're right we did talk about ham the meat yeah and then she showed ham from toy story <laughs> so then of course i had to respond with john ham oh my god i can see where this is going so anyway and then they of course they finally had to ask for what what going ham meant so of course they just uh screenshotted the urban dictionary and oh, pasted good. that in there i'll say don't make me edit this out bro <laughs> yeah going ham uh urban dictionary look it up uh if you want to be if you want to go ham you can go ten dollars, ten bucks an episode, or you know, look. Here's the thing: you're listening to this show. You're obviously a Star Wars fan. Have you listened to the Force Awakens audiobook yet? I didn't think so. You <laughs> want to get it for free? Let me tell you how. Of course you do. AudibleTrial.com/slash/usualpodcast. Yes, that way you would get it for free. Use our link, show notes on our website, and get it for free. Listen to it; it's amazing. Let us know what you think. That's my suggestion. Yeah, and it's Alan Dean Foster. I mean, he's the original. Star Wars writer, so oh, and the audiobook is read by Mark Thompson. Mark I mean, Thompson. We've talked about Mark Thompson enough times to where if you're still hesitating, uh, your clicker finger is off. Did it fall off? Mark Thompson goes hand. Oh, he's got a strong hand. Well done, dude. Thank you. See, we're in the studio. We can fist bump. All right, you didn't hear that. You saw it. No, no, you didn't see it. You didn't hear it either. I said it though. As a splinter in your mind's eye. Oh, golden jock. <laughs> what you do to me. All right. Oh. So anyway, here we are. Uh, should we get to Swotor? Let's get to Swotor. All right. Do you want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you. If you will only kneel. Community shoutouts. Uh, I want to start with uh, giving our friend, all, another friend of the show, uh, Master Lou, some love. Uh, he's got a blog post, New Year, New Info, New Podcast, so definitely check that out. The link's yep. in the show notes. Uh, he's trying to start a podcast. Um, he's got some stuff going on, and uh, so definitely check out that post. Yeah, check out his post, and uh, when he gets the podcast out there, give him some love. Yep. And if you hear our voices, give us some love. Yeah, you will. Love is good. 
Okay, so uh, the next thing, I don't know if you saw this, uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, Knights of the Fallen Empire, Fireman trailer, and the Anarchy in Paradise info. Dude, the Fireman trailer was cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. Cleo. And I'm pretty excited about this overall. Uh, Cleo, getting to see Cleo again. Yep. Um, I, I, it makes me feel like I should get my sniper off a of level 55, but that's I just, think you should. So, you know, I'm going to do that. But I'm not, you know, that particular character is not going through Fallen Empire, so... Yeah, we'll see what Cleo has to offer. I, I like Cleo. She was my favorite character on that on that class, actually. So yeah, she's a cool character. But That's overall, cool. the trailer was good. Um, so definitely check out the link for that. And the last thing we have a clip uh, to play: the Bad Feeling Boys, the boys at the Bad Feeling Podcast, old Chuck and Brian. They live in Texas, and they are going to be attending. Well, I'm not sure if they're attending Pack South, but they're definitely doing a meetup. During Pack South. Yeah, they're actually holding their own cantina. Yeah, so they're doing the Bad Feeling Cantina, which is going to be pretty cool, I think. Uh, so if you want Yeah, hey, I wish I was going to San Antonio. Oh, look, we all want to go to San Antonio, you know, I'm just saying. Which I've been there. It's a pretty cool town. Have you? I have. Oh, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty jealous of that because I've always wanted to go to San Antonio. It's a cool town. Riverwalk's awesome. Alamo. Wait, do they live in San Antonio? They live in Austin. They live in Austin. That's where I want to go. I want to go to Austin. Austin is, but I haven't been to Austin. I want to go there, but Pack South is but in San Pax Antonio. is in San Antonio. Okay, so that's, uh, I'm putting it together. So we're going to play their promo right now, and I haven't listened to this yet. It's fine. So I think it's going to, oh, you listened to it? I did. I so you wrote it. it. That's great. So I'm um, just kidding. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, look, if you want to hang out with the boys in the Bad Feeling Podcast and not listen to Will throw a tinter tantrum, temper tantrum, and hit my mic out of the way, and hit his mic out of the way and make me do more editing, uh, check this out. Here we go. An event like no other, the Bad Feeling Cantina at PAX South. The utmost baddest feeling event ever that's ever been bad felt about something like that. Sure. That's right, gang. Come join us in beautiful San Antonio. We'll be holding our own cantina event during Pack South. Join us at the Republic of Texas restaurant on Saturday the 30th from 8 to midnight. We'll be hanging out. There will be beer. There will be prizes. There will be beard hair. Maybe even my PV penis. Got a bad feeling about this cantina. Metal! <laughs> wow, that was loud. I really wish I could go to this. Let me just tell you, I, I love those guys. I, I've podcasted with them several times, and I, I just, I really love those guys. I would love to meet them in real life and have beers with them. Yes. So if you are <laughs> near them, do the thing that I want to do that I can't do. Beer them. And by the gods, buy them a beer. Yes, buy them a beer. They're throwing you a cantina, for God's sake. Shall we move on? Move on. Okay, so a week's in game. What'd you do this week? Well, I downloaded the new patch today. Um, I didn't play anything after that. I did too. I wogged last week. Let's talk about that. We wogged. We did a uh, Krogus Palace. Yeah, man. And dude, how did you feel about that? Really? I thought it was. Excuse me. We 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 did it twice because we got all the way to we we almost. Oh, wait, no. Did we wipe on? Uh, no, no. We 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 got all the way through. We wiped once on the last boss at one percent because oh the only God. people we had left were our healers. <laughs> we got we got Krog at a one percent on the first run, and we're and talking like sixteen hundred hit points or something. Like it was like one more hit, and he would have been dead, and we didn't make it. Uh, the Wog run. Let me just tell you. So uh, I'm gonna jump on your walk, your weekend game. Go for it because it was kind of similar. Yes. Uh, so we wogged, and 
I think the thing to to keep in mind here is JT's out. JT's out. Uh, for some reason, Moxie was off. Moxie was not there. Uh, you know, our usual people that tell us all the things to do and form the ops group and move the frames around and do all the things that we just kind of, we started this group, but we don't lead this group. Oh God, no. And this week we had to lead the group. I know. It's so weird. And you're not even going to be here this week. And I don't know what my role is going to be, but apparently I'm going to be. Yeah. I'm going to have to skip tomorrow night, but, uh, it was kind of funny because, you know, usually it's, uh, you know, JT setting everything, JT and Mox setting everything up and, and, you know, they're inviting everybody to the, uh, to the group. And then, uh, so Marshall had to figure that one out. Yeah, I'm like, okay, so I'll start inviting people. Maybe Moxie will show up, and he didn't. So uh, I invited everybody, and we we got a group going. We figured out what we needed, and and then okay, well, let's go. So and then we started going, and we get to a fight, and I was just like, you know, and I was tanking with uh, um, with Chinook, and I'm like, all right, I don't remember how to do this fight, and all of a sudden, out of my ear, Will's like, all right, so the tanks do this, and then you do this, and then the DPS needs to be here, and then watch out for this. So I was like, what the hell just happened? The man who I brought into this game. I channeled Rain Man for a minute. I mean, there were moments in this log run where I was just like, that's Will? Like, <laughs> he is, he's not only leading an Oscar, but, but giving the rundown before a fight and doing it accurately. And we got through those fights. It was badass, man. No longer dead weight, my friend. Well, you're not all the way dead weight. Your DPS needs help, but your memory is great. Wow. I know. I said it. Look at it. <laughs> oh, your face is great. You did great. We did great. And I really appreciate your memory because I can't remember all those things. And, you know, during WOG, I like to have a cold beer. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't remember how to do this. Where am I supposed to be? And you're like, this, 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 and this. And we're like, mm, all right. Well, here we go. Word. And we did well. Good job, dude. I'm, my, pr- uh, I'm proud my of you. My sponge of a brain worked out once. You definitely have a sponge. Uh, and so, you know, other than that, I ran some heroics. I don't know. Did you do anything else? Um, after Wog, actually, I did. I ran uh, a little bit of heroics. I did. Um, oh, what else did I do? I can see a sponge brain moving. I've got a sponge I brain. I did something other than. Oh, no. I, d- I ran Black Talon. Just oh. randomly. Did you run it? Uh, what level did you run at? I ran it at 60. At 60? Or 60. What's the math cap right 65. now? 65. 65. Okay. I ran it at 65, but Wait. I, but I, I was tired and I just kind of went and I just picked, uh, solo mode. Yeah. And I should have picked hard mode to, to see if the 208. Oh, dropped. that's what I was going to ask you if you did the, uh, okay. So All nothing right. dropped, but I had the Jesus bot with me. No, well, that helps. Uh, we're going to have to check that out because I did hear on Utini cast that if you run hard mode, black talent it will drop 208s uh yeah that's why that's why i went and ran it and that was just and you can solo it so that's seems easy yeah so i'll try it out again cool man news well the big news is we had the uh live stream yeah the producers live stream today with uh, ben irving and musco right and i think we will get to that in just a moment that is the big news of the week but I put that in the discussion topic, and you have notes. You watched it. I didn't get to watch it, but I, I, did. I pulled the dev uh, the dev notes off the off the site. So let me let me run through these really quick little things. There was a patch and some other stuff, and then we'll and then we'll get to that in just a minute. So um, there was, real quick, bronze, silver, gold packs are returning for a limited time. Uh, this is something that's happening this week. Uh, if you're listening to it, it already happened earlier this week. Um, early December, we took the BSG packs off the cartel market. To coincide with the launch of the strategy alliance pack. So they're coming back um, on the 12th for a limited time. And they're going to continue to kind of do this, I think, coinciding with certain packs. So somebody asked, 
what happened to something they said in the past. I'm glossing over this a little bit, but um, they're making changes to the cartel market since 4.0, uh, and even more changes coming with the new packs launching in February. So, uh, I, I don't know. I haven't checked out the bronze, silver, gold packs since they relaunched them. I so. actually haven't checked them out at all. Yeah, so I'm going to have to do that and, and kind of come back on this one because if there's stuff that's going to be embargoed on the 19th, which is what they're saying, uh, it says the BSG packs will be uh, treated similarly to other previous grand packs. Uh, we'll be embargoing them, but they're not, they are likely to return for limited periods of time in the future. So, uh, it's just something that's going to kind of come and go. I don't, I still don't know if it's going to be worth the, the cartel coins, but we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I really don't spend a lot of, I mean, since I stopped transferring all the time, I really haven't spent a lot of cartel coins. I did, uh, buy a, uh, what's it called? Not the hyper crate, not a single one, but the five pack. The one in between. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bought one of those. Nothing really exciting out of it, so I didn't really buy anything else. And that's, I mean, that's the hard part about this. I mean, you know, it's hard to spend money or to spend your cartel coins and get nothing out of it. It's really cool when you get something, but, you know, you're still relying on the RNG, and the RNG in Sortor is always fairly entertaining, so. Yeah, and there's only specific things that I'm really looking for to packs anyways, and it's really mounts, pets, and titles, right? That's what I like. And so I just wait, and then I just buy them on the GTN as the price goes down. Word. Um, updated event schedule. So <laughs> <laughs> this is this might be my favorite post of the week. Uh, so during it basically starts during the month of December. It was our goal to run all of our reoccurring events week over week. Unfortunately, we hit a bug related to our scheduling, and some of them didn't run properly. Did any of them run properly? I, I do not believe so. I don't think any of them did. But anyway, oh, well, I guess Life Day kept running. And yeah, but Life Day was a totally separate thing. That's a good point. Including the Rackle Play. We isolated the issue, and we'll have it fixed in uh, patch 4.0.4 on Tuesday, which just happened, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, so they're going to rerun these events. So Relics of the Gree will be going this week. Uh, although I have a patch note along that, along those lines, which is pretty funny. And, or not a patch note, but, uh, another dev post. Uh, the Rackle Plague is coming back, uh, next week, which is the 19th through the 26th. And that's going to be on Tatooine. And Bounty Contract Week will be coming back the 26th through the 2nd of February. There was maintenance this Tuesday, and the following, uh, deals were fixed. Are you ready for the fixes? Ready. Alright, so fixed issues with events and event scheduling and rescheduled events impacted in December. It's a lot of eventing. It's a lot of impacting. <laughs> Impactions. Uh, so, uh, should I say impactions? Is that a thing? I remember when my bearded dragon was impacted sometimes. All right. So January 12th, Relics of the Gree. Uh, January 19th, Resurgence. Uh, and we talked about that a second ago. Fix an issue where some players were unable to select a discipline. I kind of came across this, actually. Yeah, I didn't have any issues with this at all, so. And players are now able to progress as normal as if they, if they reset chapter seven at the tram market. I don't know what the consequence of that was, but that sounds dire. And, uh, let's see, resolved an issue that caused some players returning to the game to be unable to use existing characters. I don't know what that means, but damn, that would suck. And yeah, by returning players, are these players that were subscribed to or time or had deactivated their account or something, and then they've come back after a long time of absence. That's that's got that's my guess. I mean, it says returning uh, players returning to the game, so maybe whether it was it, it be a time frame or the fact that they unsubbed and came back, or if they went from prefer to sub or whatever. I don't really know the nuances of this. To be honest right. with you, 
Uh, cartel market. It is now possible to use massive artillery turret decoration. So I didn't even know what that is. So let's move on. Somebody said something like, aren't you going to fix all these other things? Meh. And this was a small patch. There's going to be a big patch in 4.1. Right. And that's going to happen. And that's just a couple soon. weeks down the road. So yeah. All right. So real quick, when are you going to fix the GTM? And I don't know if you've looked on the GTN before this patch happened, but holy uh, crap, dude. Searching is hard. Searching was really hard. I couldn't find a thing. Well, according to the live stream today, it is fixed. And you are absolutely right. Uh, as of today, that issue is fixed, and it's nice to see it fixed. Because honestly, I, I, I was getting some cool stuff in, in the wall group and, and, and while I was doing heroics and some stuff that I could sell. But it's hard to to know what to put it up for sale for if you can't find the item on I know, the GTM. You got uh, during the walk run, you got the drop that somehow is worth like one point eight million or something. I did, and I had a hard time searching for it, so I didn't sell it. It's sitting there, so uh, we'll see. Uh, so we're so I'm glad it's fixed. So that's something they were asking for help, uh, and I know in the live stream they thanked everybody for for their help on that. So I don't need to go into that. Yeah, they they were very uh, adamant about thanking everybody who gave feedback because they it, and you know, every time you submit a a bug ticket, every time you you know turn in spam or whatever, every little bit of info they get helps. So just make sure you're an active player. Absolutely. And real quick, uh, I I didn't watch the live stream and I didn't see this in the notes uh, for the stream, but did they respond to the Gree op being broken? Is that fixed? Do you know? You know, they kind of just glossed over it. They said that the the, the that it's running. So Xeno Analyst, uh, from what I understand from, and I have a link in the show notes, there was a post on the forums that it was broken and it wasn't working when, when, when the service came online on Tuesday. Yeah, they didn't mention it at all. So hopefully that's running. I mean, we have tried it, but we're not going to try it again until we get our DPS and various other things going. But, um, and then there was also issues with conquest titles again. Yeah, they did mention conquest, uh, rewards that, uh, they're having an issue with them and that, uh, they, I think they said it was sometime. Yeah, they, I have it, I have it down here too. They, that sometime next month that they will be awarded or something like that? No, they're going to issue them this week. And actually, oh, they came, this week? some of them came out today. Um, they should be up. It says no conquest. As an update, we are getting the information right now on who should have what. And we're granting both the rewards and achievements at a later date. Um, and then I had a follow up. Oh, to here that. it is. Fixed by January 15th. Yeah. So by tomorrow, by the time you listen to this, they should be up and running. Hopefully you got your your deal. So uh, look, I uh, I just here's the thing. Our discussion topic is going to be the live stream, and there's some stuff in here that I want to cover with you. You watched it. I for some reason it, the the stars did not align in the way for me to watch this, but I do have the notes down here. You took some notes. So I'm, what I'm going to kind of do, I think, is kind of start at the top here and, and go down, and you add what what you saw, and and we'll call it, we'll we'll do that. So one of the things before the live stream went up. Um, the new reward, if you're a sub on February 1st, was getting a HK-55 inspired jetpack. Right. And that was something that they announced before the live stream even. So be on, a, be a sub on February 1st and get, and get a reward February 9th, uh, two day early access to chapter 10 on February 9th as well. That's cool. Yeah. They also announced that, um, if you were a subscriber by January 11th, which is already passed, obviously, but if you're a subscriber by January 11th, they would release to you the HK55 companion quest. Awesome. I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm a little worried. And, and let's get through this before I start telling you how I'm worried. Right. Uh, so uh, the live stream. So it says, thank you for turning on our producer live stream with Ben and myself. 
here's a recap of the event. So I'm going to kind of go through the recap. You add your stuff and we'll go through this. Okay. So stay the galaxy group content. We know that group content is something that is very important to you guys. Although we have no further updates at this time, of course, um, on the PVE side, we did talk a bit about, uh, the new war zone, which is coming more on that shortly. Also, we have even more detailed information on the new war zone and next month producer live stream. So did they bring up anything else? Yeah, to clarify the this, the wording in this is a little bit weird. Because if you just read what it says about the ops, where it says no ops news, that sounds very dismissive. And I think it was it bad does. wording on Musco's part, and I'm sorry to say that, Musco. But what they actually said in the live stream was that no announceable news is on the radar. Right. It means that they're working on but it is long-term. It's not like they're just ignoring it. It's long term, and you know they just don't like to make announcements early, so it's just that they're not announcing everything yet. Right, right. And 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 I think this is honestly, this is the frustration that people have. This is the frustration that people have with the I mean, the communication is one thing. Granted, you can't tell us, but uh, how long are we going to have to wait? And people get very restless when they don't when if their content hasn't been announced in a long time, people are going to start making rash decisions. Right. I if think. you remember when we were on Krillian Run and we were doing uh, our predictions, yeah, predict predicting for the new year, um, both Jess and I thought August or September for uh, for operations. Yeah. And this would still be in line with that because if they're going to be coming in August, they're probably going to be announcing it around yeah. Easter. No, I agree. I, I I just wish it was sooner, but it's all good. All right, so we have GT and search issues, which we just talked about. Um, they wanted they they said thanks for helping. Uh, events, as mentioned previously, uh, they're going to be rerunning them in January. Conquest rewards by the end of the day today, Austin time, everyone should be receiving their missing conquest rewards. So that should be today. I'm guessing to be safe. They said by tomorrow. But again, if you're listening to this, it should have already happened. If you haven't got it, obviously you better tell somebody. Changes since the last stream. So in the last stream, they said. In February, we were going to get this deal. We were going to get the um, Eternal Championship. Okay, The Eternal Championship and Bodar Recruitment have been moved to coincide with Chapter 11. Right. They moved it back a chapter. Which so it'll is going to be update 4.2. Which will be in March. Because they actually also said that, that uh, starting with Chapter 10, content will release every four weeks. Oh, they did say that. Yes. So there okay. are no more like, three-month gaps like we had now. This is a one-time like hiatus thing. But starting in uh, with okay. uh, February 11th, it'll be every four weeks from then on. God, I I hope for Eric and Bioware's sake, and Bioware, I know you're not listening, but I, I really hope you don't break the cadence. I Please do not break the four-week cadence, because that's really going to be a sticking point to uh, to your base right now, to the player base, yeah. I think. Um, but I, I'm glad to hear that. I really am. I just I just hope they can stay with that. Let's see, so a Blizz recruitment mission has been added to Chapter 10. Yeah, that basically that was originally supposed to be in chapter eleven, and they've just moved it up. Okay, and they. they I wonder sh- why. I wonder if that was done first or what. No, they well they just they haven't worked out some bugs because they they talked about what the uh, the eternal championship kind of is, and it is fairly involved, and it just it's not ready yet. Okay. Um, but the, and, and Blizz, which is just getting moved up a chapter, it's kind of cool. They also showed a screenshot, and Blizz is actually part of a Java crew now. Oh, that's funny. And he's leading a Java crew, and they're in Hoth. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's kind of cool. All right. So uh, I'm kind of excited to see what's been going on with uh, with with uh, Blizz. And look, I'm usually a little more prepared. Usually I would have watched this before this, but we, we had a lot going on today. And I'll, I'll watch it after. I'll come back next week if I have anything crazy. But um, you're the man. Thank you. No problem. You're my hero. 
All right, so uh, reminder that uh, Chapter 10 is launching February 11th. Be a subscriber by February 1st to get HK55 Jetpack and two days of early access. I've said that like eight times this stream. Yeah, and like if you it. don't forget, if you were subscribed by the 11th, you actually get HK55. New information, crafting info. We have skills increasing to 550, new materials, new craftable gear and mods, mission reorganization, more details to come via forums, uh, forum post uh, at the end of this month. Yeah, they actually, they said that the person who's in charge of all the crafting, that just the, the introduction of information they gave them him was, they gave, that he gave them was six pages of stuff. What? Changing, and that's just like tip of the iceberg. Wow. The only main question, I, I mean, I'm excited because I like any changes to crafting to kind of just liven it up. But the one thing I'm, they, when they did the whole change with 4.0, they shrunk all mats down to eight levels. I like that because it fit into cargo holds better. Oh, right. Hopefully, because they're increasing the skill cap to 550, there's going to be new materials and new craftable items and gear and stuff like that. And then they also said that, uh, current, uh, re, or current, uh, craftable stuff is basically going to be raised four levels. So it makes it more viable. Um, oh, but I'm hoping sense. they just don't bring back the levels nine and 10. No, I can't imagine. I'm hoping that. it's just like another branch of. I really hope maps. they just add to what's there rather than expanding because I think right. that was part of the problem before when we had MK seven, eight, nine, ten, or whatever right. it was. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. And they right. didn't match because you had you had uh, mats that went up to uh, ten or up to nine, but then you had exotic sevens and and the ones that and, and ultimately didn't matter because you were going to level all that gear. So right. quick anyway. So, um, I hope they do it right because I know, you know, those crafters that are still around would really like to have some, some cool stuff to do. Yes. So, uh, all right. So we have a new war zone located on Odessan. Yes. I called that. Yeah. You called it, dude. I, I was going to let give you that one. Uh, so you called it. You're the man. Uh, so new game mode is king of the hill. Yeah. And actually this kind of, you know, I said it, you know, it's going to be some sort of power struggle within the two factions of the alliance. Well, actually, there's kind of four factions if you think about. So, if anybody was listening to this show, Will predicted this whole thing, and all of you need to go home. Boom! (laughs) Drop the mic. Boom, indeed. Except for it's on an arm. Uh, It's it's hoisted, but go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, I'm excited about the King of the Hill thing, and and I was telling you earlier that uh, so from the notes it says multiple hills, hills uh randomly spawn. More details to come in February. Producer live stream. What I liked about this, um, and I'm an old school console shooter player. Right. Uh, I played a lot of Halo, a lot, a lot of Halo, Halo back in the day. And King of the Hill was my favorite play type. And the main reason being is because, especially when they moved, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, not only will they move because it'll be, you know, there's multiple hills that it can be, but they can be multiple hills going at the same time. And, and that's, that's amazing because what that does is it changes the battlefield constantly. It changes where people need to be, and once you know where the hill is, you know how chaotic it's going to be, and it was always so much fun on the hill. People would come in, come in and shooting rockets, throwing grenades. I mean, I can't... It'll be a lot of fun, I think, to see in this game how a King of the Hill style play type would go, and this is something that the PvP community has been asking for for a long time. They've been not necessarily King of the Hill, but they've been asking for a different style play type right. and a different map. And one thing I, I do like about it being on Odessa is that, um, you know, even though it is a war zone and therefore it'll be enclosed, 
Um, it opens up more of the planet to yeah. more than just the base and the landing pad. Um, so that's good. But uh, just remember that uh, Musco said that they're going to be releasing a ton more information about this at the next producer live stream. Awesome. Uh, so last thing here, we have some details about the Eternal Championship. Right. Um, it's a solo challenge, which mm, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with. I mean, personally. Yeah, they actually clarified it that it is a solo challenge, but it, you can do group into it. But oh, there, really? But there are specific things that... for Okay, basically what they said was to unlock Bodar, you have to get, of course, his influence. And the way to get his influence is to run the solo... Uh, the solo, uh, oh, the solo version yeah, of it. They, well, they call them, um, uh, they call them encounters, and there's ten encounters. Okay. The first five are going to be doable from pretty much any player. Six through ten are going to be challenging for all players. Okay. And so basically, if you are one of the upper echelon players, you should be able to solo through one through ten, and that'll be the more than the uh, influence you need to unlock Bodar. Okay. You might have to do multiple instances of the lower ones to get to it but eventually yeah. exactly but you don't get the influence credit unless you do it solo okay it but contain- if you, yeah but if you want to bring in a companion or bring in a somebody in a group just to see the content that's fine you okay. just won't get the the influence i see uh so it contains 10 encounters weekly missions reward progress uh rare jobs from encounters and recruitment mission for bodar so we kind of just talked about that yeah and they actually they did do a little bit more spitballing in the uh, live stream they said that they still haven't decided what the weekly missions are going to be and they said that it could be uh, two or three different weekly missions depending on how many encounters you finish and they're actually considering uh obscure yeah that's a really good segue <laughs> another post came out uh pretty much before i left work today said gear rewards from eternal championship so one of the things this is the post one of the things ben mentioned on the live stream is that the dev team is looking to get some feedback regarding re- uh, rewards from the eternal championship uh, currently there are weekly quests for defeating five seven and ten encounters here's what ben was looking for what level of gear should be rewarded for cleaning five seven and ten encounters feel free to answer uh, by comparison this should drop gear similar to hard mode flashpoint or an item rating, etc. Someone posted afterwards saying, How difficult are said encounters? Will clearing all 10 encounters be on par with nightmare mode raids or face roll story mode? I'm not sure we can answer what kind of gear they should drop without knowing how hard they are. And Eric said, That's a great question. Since it, this is still in flux, I would say um, include that as part of your answer. How you feel the rewards should be reflected in difficulty. I would say, yeah, I would say in your response, scale it. Yeah. So you can sure. say, if the 10th encounter is equivalent to a nightmare raid for a solo person. Right. This is what the ward should be. Well, if it's on par with a hard mode raid, this is what it should be. Well, I, what I think is interesting about it is, are they going to basic... I mean, how do you gauge... I guess it's kind of difficult because how do you gauge a solo player's difficulty in a nightmare operation where it takes 8 to 16 people? You know what I'm saying? Like with three eight or 16 specialties. And so... Exactly. So, you know... If you're a tank and you go in, so this is going to be kind of interesting. I, I'm hoping they didn't bite off more than they can chew, but I honestly think it should be a way to get hard mode ops gear. And the reason I'm saying this is this: it shouldn't be. So a, you're, you're talking two sixteen. I'm talking two sixteens. I'm thinking that this should be a way for people to gear up for story modes and be ready for hard modes yeah they actually said uh, and actually it was kind of a throwaway comment which i'm surprised about but they actually said that they're 
trying to design the Eternal Championship to transition players from solo story mode to group content. Okay. So I think that might be a 208 thing, but yeah, well, if that is the point of it, then it should drop ops level gear of either 208 to 220, whatever you want to do. Maybe, I mean, even if it's not the 224 nightmare, whatever, it's got to be somewhere in that range. If you, if that is your goal, here's the, here's, here's my off the cuff, uh, kind of, I don't know, suggestion. I think uh, five encounters, two oh eight gear. Why not? Or the one below it. But I, I think I think two oh eight gear is fine. You know, you clear five encounters, make them difficult, right? Make them to where you have to really work for it, and and give people two eight gear. That's really just base level ops gear. Yeah, when uh, when when Ben Irving was was pitching this, the 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 things he he just spitballed out right away was uh, his idea was five would get you the equivalent of uh, the highest level heroics gear. Because okay. you know how it releases heroics. Okay. So that would be like, what, 196? Something like 198, I think. 198. And then uh, he said at seven would release 208. 208s. And then he was thinking... Ops. 10 would be 216. 216. Yeah, I'm down with that. I mean, that's as long kinda, as the content warrants it. As long as it's difficult. And yeah. as long as it means like, I have to, I have to think my way, Sorry. it's fine. I have to think my way through this. I have to, I have to be ready for this. And, 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 and it's not a face roll. Right. If it's a face roll, then this whole thing goes out the window. And why would anybody do ops? Right. You know? Um, so we're going to have to come back to this for sure. Absolutely. And I, I, I think, Overall impression of the live stream, though? Uh, I thought it, it went very well. Um, I think they glossed a lot, which mm-hmm. is fine, which you kind of would expect yeah, from a typical. producer's guild. Yeah. Uh, from a producer, sorry, from producer's live stream. Um, I'm looking, especially from a, a, the initial producer's oh, yeah. live stream. Especially, yeah. I'm really looking forward to the next one because we'll get more clarification on Eternal Championship. Totally. And that'll be right around release date of 10. So Cool, man. So... Uh, we're gonna get out of Swotor. Oh, uh, really quick, the one yep, thing you didn't okay. mention. I didn't mention it. Is that there's actually a contest going right now. And it is with Swotor and Nvidia. Um. Oh, we haven't mentioned this. this no, I heard it about ends this a couple on, weeks ago. It ends on Sunday. And, uh, if you want to know about it, you can go to contests.nvidia.com slash en hyphen us slash build hyphen your hyphen alliance. So that's not convoluted at all no not at all or basically just pick just search swotor nvidia contest yeah. on google and it'll bring it up um but basically what you do is you uh shadow play you're playing and you send it in uh to uh, to the email or the link or whatever in the contest page um and the uh you get the main prize is there's three gaming rigs that they're giving away nice and 10 high level video cards oh. i think it's the nvidia uh, g960s nice. so pretty high level um probably but they said one that they really like that's on there already is uh i guess somebody did a swotor bad lip reading oh that'd be awesome yeah so that that'd should be, cool. be fun uh yeah man I heard about that a couple weeks ago and we didn't mention it on this show. Uh, and I'm glad you did because yeah. so I'm going to enter that mess. Yeah. The deadline is the 17th. The cool thing about shadow play from what I understand from the other podcasts is that it's very similar to fraps where you can record your stuff. If you determine like, Oh my God, that was so cool that I just did, but Oh, I didn't have my recorder on shadow play will actually keep track kind of like a DVR. Okay. And you can go back and record it. So that's pretty cool. I wonder how that affects uh performance. Yeah. I don't know. 
I've heard some stuff, but we'll, we'll go from there. So anyway, should we do some podcast corner? Yeah. Uh, podcast corner. Uh, actually, ne- neither, neither of these are Star Wars, but you know, we're just talking about podcasts. If anybody who listens to this show knows two of my favorite YouTube channels are Cinema Sins and Screen Junkies, and they are, they're kind of branching out. So, uh, Cinema Sins has released a new podcast called Sincast, mm. and it's a, uh, you know, it's about movies, but it's also about music videos and all this stuff. It's really, uh, really interesting. They have the first uh, episode out. They've recorded three, and uh, it should be very entertaining. So check that out. Uh, you can just search it under Cinema Sins or Syncast. Sweet. Um, and then Screen Junkies, who has greatly expanded with Screen Junkies Plus, and then bringing in uh, Kevin Smith into the fold. Um, they've one of their favorite or one of their most popular uh, shows is called Movie Fights. And it's fights about movies and stuff. And uh, so they do a podcast of that show. Nice. So. Good suggestion. Check those out. Um, I'm going to throw one more in there. Uh, I I mentioned last week movie maintenance. Yes. uh, And that is a Sans Pants Radio production, uh, an offshoot of Pull Me the Death Star. And I know I've been tooting these guys' horns (laughs) for a while. But honestly, uh, they did one very recently. Actually, their most recent show. One One of the guys, I can't remember his name now. He did his ideal anthology movie, oh, that's Star Wars how, anthology, and not only and, and I haven't listened to all of the shows. I think this is how they usually do it, but like they write it and they kind of pitch how the movie should go. So they basically they do a treatment, that's and cool. it it's pretty good. I'm gonna have to listen. It's to that. no, I mean, and by pretty good, I mean it's kind of like think Kenobi. Like the book Kenobi, really, but but kind of uh, Western style Kenobi plus awesome. <laughs> That's how I'm going to describe it. It was good. It was definitely worth listening to. And the reason I like these guys, they're very creative, they're very intelligent, and they know their stuff. And they have a discussion afterwards about how they would tweak it and stuff. It was a lot of fun. So cool. check it out. Definitely check that out. All right. So, um, pew pew so, pew pew pew. Oh, we're at pew pew time. Star Wars time. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. Well, we pew pewed the mess out of that intro. Okay, so here we are. Uh, Star Wars section. So shall we, uh, all right. So what do we got this week, man? We got stuff. Yes, we do have some stuff. <laughs> so I will talk about the things. No, wait, wait. No, go Can, ahead. Oh, no, it's fine. No, 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 no you no, take no, care. No, it's fine. Yeah, make it bigger, bigger, bigger. There we go. Uh, well, it, the latest rumor is that Star Wars Rogue One, a star, uh, sorry, it's Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Yeah, get it right. Uh, the trailer, the first trailer will be, is rumored to be attached to Captain America Civil War. And this is not like rocket science. No. I mean, same company. It's like, why were they not? Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, I'm excited. I cannot wait to see a trailer for this. Uh, I can't wait to see Captain America Civil War. Oh, look. Um, I can't wait to see Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool's gonna be so good. <sighs> anyway, so, no brainer. Moving on. It's a no brainer. <laughs> Have you seen this? I have. This cracks me up. Okay, so there's a petition, and many other Star Wars podcasts have talked about this, but we'll talk about it really quickly. Uh, it, the petition is called Bring Back Star Wars... Uh, sorry, sorry. Bring Back George Lucas for Star Wars, uh, Episode 9 Petition Launched. 
This is literally on change.org, isn't it? I believe so. So why? For all those years, you guys complained, and now you want him back? Why? I just... Uh. And why would he come back at this point? We talked about George Lucas talking too much last week, and now people want him back. Um, as about a fo- how Disney are white devils. Oh, my God. So as a follow-up to this, uh, how do you say his name? Trevorrow? Yeah, Colin Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow comments on George Lucas' uh, Star Wars Episode Nine petition. So I think this is funny. Um, who's Colin Trevorrow? He's Trevorrow. the director that's signed up for Episode Nine, and he directed oh. Jurassic World. Duh. Okay. So it's funny. I saw that, and I was on a day. It was on a day where I was at Lucasfilm giving this big speech to everyone about how we want to channel the invention uh, and just raw creativity and the boldness that George brought to these films and not being afraid that we're going to embarrass ourselves by doing something that might be crazy. Fine irony. When George Lucas made Star Wars, a lot of people thought it was crazy. When you try to pitch uh, what that movie was about, uh, you've never heard Star Wars before. You say, here's a character, his father's part robot, but he can also do magic. And there's a guy who can fly a spaceship. He's got a dog for a friend. It sounds insane. But it's the greatest story ever told. I just want to embrace that kind of invention and creativity that he brought to it. So he's deflecting a little bit, but at the same time, it's like, get off my back. Why the hell would they be like, oh, dude, by the way, Colin, dude, everybody wants George Lucas back. And for some reason, we're going to bring him back. So you're off the project. I wonder if we track the IP address uh, for the... uh computer that uploaded the first <laughs> petition if it would link back to neverland ranch oh my god dude it's just so weird to me it i is. feel like i feel like this stuff is a little out of left field and and as a star wars fan and as i'm not a prequel hater i i can't put myself in that camp but i'm not a i'm i don't put them up there on the same level as the original prequels or force awakens so why would we want george back yeah i i don't know I'm I'm definitely not on board with this. I mean, I I totally acknowledge everything he's done. Yeah, and I think he's a great storyteller. Right, he is. But he writes a, terrible dialogue. Writes terrible dialogue. <laughs> Can I just for fun? But I was going into Taji Station to buy some some converters. Because the back converters. converters. Can I can I play this next one? Yeah, go for this it. This is fun. So Star Wars: The Force Awakens, uh, official Chinese music video. Okay, so this guy, have you heard about this? You heard about this on Babylon, right? Yeah, I I heard this on Babylon. Okay, so just for fun, we're going to talk about it for just a second. And this, the video is terrible. The music. So bad. The music is really bad. But apparently this, this Chinese pop artist is very popular in China. And they, he's officially endorsed to do this video. Well, it's, right? it's basically K-pop, which is, right. you know, Korean pop. And there's actually the last episode of Family Guy was all about. I kinda or like, actually, two episodes ago, it was all about K-pop. Sometimes I kind of like it, because it's like, it's very up, and I can move my, move my, you can't see what I'm doing, but, uh, so just for fun, I'm going to play just the beginning of it, just to see what people think, um, in case you were wondering. Oh, that's the best part. Oh, 
<laughs> Let's break out of the existing rules. I mean, it's the best part, though. I feel like you know what this sounds like. This is what it sounds like if Justin Bieber were to ever do a theme song for Fast and the Furious. <laughs> anyway, man, I, I just for fun, I wanted to throw that at you. Just, uh, it's terrible. And I don't know what's happening there. I don't get it. But it's a lot of fun to listen to. Cause that's the point. So that's a thing. Uh, J.A.J. Abrams responds to Star Wars The Force Awakens complaints. And th- we knew this was coming. Right. Right. Did you read this story? I have not. Um, this story is interesting because really what it comes down to is, I mean, I can open this up, but really all it comes down to is him basically saying, I knew there was going to be people, there were going to be people that, that were going to be upset. And I was hoping it was going to be a small section of people, which it seems to be. Right. Um, and he says, so I knew whatever we did, there'll be a group of people. And I just hoping and praying it would be a smaller than not. Um, it would take issue with a number of things. Uh, I'm going to jump down a little bit. And it says, I can understand that some people might say, oh, it's a complete ripoff. He says, adding, what was important for me was introducing brand new characters using relationships that were embracing the history that we know to tell a story that is new, to go backwards, to go forwards. So, right. I, I, you know, I think he did exactly what he needed to do with this one. I agree. Haters going to hate, bro. Did you totally just quote? Taylor Swift. I'm not sure if I actually said that or if you were looking at me because my face is falling off. You just quoted Taylor Swift after playing. Mm, well, I mean the J-pop thing. Did that give it away that I just want to? I just want to dance. Did I say J-pop? K-pop. The K-pop thing. Does it mean? Did it give away? I just want to dance. He's shaking his booty right now. That gives away a lot. Moving on. Moving on. Star Wars Young Han's solo shortlist revealed. Have you seen this? I have. What do you think of the shortlist? Oh my god. So I don't know any of these people. But um that's why that's why I bring you on the show. So we have uh so let's see. According to Variety, up for a role of Han Solo for the young Star Wars anthology movie is take it take him one at a time because I can help you out. Miles Teller. He played Mr. Fantastic in the latest Fantastic Four. He's also in uh, the Hunger Games, not Hunger Games. I'm sorry, Divergent. Okay. Um, but he was also the uh, the kid in Whiplash. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, Ansel Elgort. He is the kid from uh, The Fault in Our Stars. Okay. And he also plays uh, Triss's brother in the Divergent series. Oh, okay, okay. Dave Franco is he Homeboys? Brother? He's James Franco's little brother, but okay. he is most well known because he was in Now You See Me. Uh, he was also in um, 21 Jump Street. Cool. Actually, I like him much better than James Franco. And he's really funny. I like James Franco, though. I'm not a big James Franco's fan. I like Dave Franco. Okay. Well, Dave, you're the man, Dave. Uh, Jack Rayner. I don't know him. Okay. Scott Eastwood. You know, I don't know him, but he's actually older than the rest of this group. Um, so it's kind of interesting if they're going younger. Uh, and Logan Lerman? Don't know him. Emery Cohen? Don't know him. And Blake Jenner? I'm hoping he's not a Kardashian. Oh, my God. I hope not. So here's the thing. Uh, there's four people on this list. We have no idea who they are. I'm I'm wondering if we IMDB one of them, as I'm doing currently, if it's going to be kind of the never done anything before kind of thing. You know what I mean? Or done one thing like John Boyega. 
Right. Uh, how do you feel about uh, any of these other guys that we actually do know? Um, if it, I out of any of them, I think I my favorite out of the, the people are Dave Franco. Okay, but I think he's a little too snivy. You know, it's like um, he looks like Ryan Seacrest. Jack Rayner was in uh, Transformers: Age of Extinction. Oh, he played the Mark Wahlberg's daughter's boyfriend. He was also in Macbeth, Delivery Man. Okay, he was all right. Yeah. Okay, so anyways, right. so Dave Franco. But Dave Franco looks too much like James Franco. Okay. I mean, he's a Franco. He, he, you can't see him as Harrison Ford. Right. Which I is basically what, no matter who you cast, it's, you're going to get compared to. Um, the rest of the, who I think is the best actor is, is Miles Teller. Um, I think Fantastic Four was a travesty that he was in, but he was brilliant in Whiplash and, uh, And there were some amazing dudes in fan, there were some amazing people in Fantastic Four. But yeah. It was the just movie a bad was not vehicle. great. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, um, he's a, he's a good actor. I mean, he's done other things and I liked him. Um, he, and he's done some comedies so he can actually pull off that kind of a little bit of a swagger with the, yeah. you know, he's kind of being funny down deep. I'm not sure about the Scott Eastwood guy either, actually. Um, he looks, <laughs> this is weird. Uh, he was in Gran Torino, The Longest Ride, uh, Diablo. I don't know this guy. I don't know. He looks very not Han Solo. No, but he's also older. I think he's twenty nine, whereas okay. everybody else is in the twenty to twenty five range. Okay. Um. Yeah, man. Go, I to, mean, go to Dave Franco, and you'll see what I mean by he looks. He's a Franco. Okay. I'll pull him up in a second. I just want to see who this guy is. Ooh. Oh, Logan, Logan Lerman is the guy from Perks of Being a Wallflower. Okay, and he was in Three Ten to Yuma, Lightning Thief. That's right. He plays Percy Jackson in the Lightning yep. Thief. Okay. Well. Does he look like this currently? Because that doesn't look very Han Solo-y. I think that's an older picture. Of him. Okay. All right. Uh, and so who am I looking up? Here's the, here's the thing with, with me on this. I don't really care, honestly, who, who plays him. I just need it to be... I need to believe that that's a young Han Solo. Right. And looking at... I mean, not. I don't even... You know, you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit because in movies... If you're playing a younger version of something, obviously you know that person's not going to grow up to look exactly right. like that person. But does that mean that they have to have the mannerisms down? Exactly, and that's that's kind of where I'm at with this. So, um, you know, Franco would be good. I remember him actually. Now I was in Super Bad too. Yeah, I um, yeah, I like. Do I me think... a favor. Look up um, Age of Adeline because I know exactly who I want to play him. Oh, you have a recommendation that's not on I this do. list, uh, and it is scroll down. Because he actually played the young Harrison Ford in this movie. What? Uh, in this movie? Oh, all right. That's him actually supposedly playing a young Harrison Ford in Age of Adeline. Huh. Okay. And is it just me or does he not pull it off? No, he, I think he's doing all right. Uh, he's not on this list, though. Of, no, he's not. Of people. So I think he failed or didn't show up. What do you think? I don't know, but that's who, I mean, just by going by looks, yeah, that's yeah. who I would. That's your pick. All right, well. Um, you've heard it here first. Um, Other than you, that, I would pick Disney. You heard it. I would pick either Teller or Franco. Okay. All right. Cool, man. Um, this is interesting. I, I, I think they have to be very careful. And I'm really glad that they opened it as wide as they did because I, my fear is that, um, if they make too hasty of a decision and end up with an Anakin Skywalker kind of thing or, a, a sorry, um, homeboy, what's his name? 
uh, Hayden Christensen Hayden deal, uh, it's going to be a bit of a problem, don't you think? Yeah, um, I, I agree. Uh, and then, of course, you know, if they're really going to be doing the Boba Fett movie a few more years down the road, one of the things I hope they don't do is bring back the kid who played Boba Fett in episodes two and three. All right, right, Because right, you got to remember, right. by that time, he'd be almost 20 years older. That's a good point. Well, 15 years older. Um, all right, man. Last piece of news, pretty much. Last piece of news. We have a that, couple things. Uh, I mean, we, we kind of talked about this before, that it would be about the right timing, but uh, for Rogue One, uh, it's possible that Darth Vader might be involved. Yeah. And... In the, I mean, this is all conjecture, obviously, but the bit of news is that this comes from uh, comic book, uh, new, comicnews.com. Uh, a costume designer comicbook.com yeah has a costume designer has actually come out and said that he created a uh, a version of the vader outfit that's very similar uh-huh. to a new hope okay cool man uh yeah i'd like to see that honestly i mean i think uh we talked about it we think it's gonna be hayden christensen i mean well you gotta remember he's all in the costume so it's not gonna you don't have to have the interior person but do you think it looks like that james Earl jones is gonna be back for the voice huh so it really doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. That's awesome. All right. So Rebels for as far years. as we know, it could be David Prowse or Sebastian uh, <laughs> or Sebastian Shaw. <laughs> yeah, good pull. Okay, so Rebels news. Uh, we have a Rebels Princess Leia clip, and we awesome. And I'm I, I threw this in there. Um, definitely worth checking out. This is something we probably put in reviews usually, but let's start with news. Uh, Prince Leia is coming to Rebels. Yeah, I'm excited about that, but you also have to remember this is pre uh, A New Hope. We yeah. don't know how far ahead of A New Hope, and right. in A New Hope, she's supposed to be 18. That's a good point. So that means she, in this, she could be anywhere from, say, 12 to 17. I'm excited to see her. Yeah. And merchandise, really quickly. Uh, we have a couple things. Force Awakens DVD will have deleted scenes, but no extended cut. And this seems to be something people are kind of latching onto right now and saying... It seems like we saw a movie with things cut out of it. Can we see an extended version of it? And, and I think the I don't in the past nobody would have ever asked for an extended cut, and I think this is definitely living in a post Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings world. Yeah. Where where you have a movie and it's like, "Oh, by the way, this is the original movie that we shot and it is 40 minutes longer and enjoy." Yeah. You know, and we're not going to get that with this, but we are going to get deleted scenes, which is cool. And uh, I'm hoping there'll be some bloopers and some fun stuff in there, too. And commentaries, of course. Yeah, of course. That'd be awesome. Um, Star Wars The Force Awakens Wave 2 figures revealed includes Rey, finally. Yeah, because there's been a lot of things saying, well, why wasn't more of a presence for Rey, especially going into Christmas? But, of course, we also didn't know what her character... It would be a lot of spoilers if you... And there's some controversy around this because one of the things I've been hearing on a lot of shows and a lot of places is that the Monopoly game didn't have the Ray figure because uh, Hasbro claims that we didn't want spoilers and, and you know, we didn't want to give her a lightsaber to give things away and we didn't want to give her the stick or whatever. But it's like, it, it does make but sense, but still. at the same time, it's like, just don't put the game out yet. Right. Or... Give her the staff. What's the harm in the staff? We've seen it with the staff before that. Exactly. And so there, there's a lot of weird things here with uh, the female action figures, which uh, when we get to uh, pop culture, there's something I want to talk about as far as that, too. But um, I'm really glad that this is happening. Um, there's some cool Ray toys coming out finally. And um, I'm hoping this is actually a response to the Internet saying, are you kidding me? The main character of the movie has no toys. 
Yeah, it just made no sense. But also, if you look at the uh, Sideshow Collectibles or Hot Toys, their stuff for Ray is phenomenal. Oh, it's so good. So good. Uh, last thing here I'm going to throw out there because I buy a lot of t-shirts. Yes, you do. Did you know that? More than me? 100 of them. Did you know that about me? You know, I kind of had a feeling. Oh, look, here's the deal. Uh, most of the t-shirts I buy, I have a link in the show notes, are from tfury.com. And I wish one day we would they would sponsor this awesome show that we do because... We're so well received by so many people. But exactly. The, but the point is, is that um, the the link I have in the show notes is it's called "Once Upon a Time Ago." Lo- sorry, Once, Once Upon, upon a, long a Long Time, time Ago, ago. Um, and it's Disney princesses with lightsabers. That's <laughs> what it is on T-shirts, That's awesome. which is amazing. Uh, I mean, this one is this one I'm gonna have to own. The Jasmine. I mean, this one that is just that's Mulan, isn't it? No, that's Jasmine. Uh, that's that's BA, and they have their own little sim- symbols yep. and, and and stuff like that. Definitely check out the link in the show notes. I'll be buying a few of them. The brave one, um, actually, I think it's a lightsaber bow. Yeah, she's got. A oh, little, that's awesome! Which is sick. Uh, so you know, this is the kind of stuff that I buy. I love. This is what I don't mind spending my money. Oh, on. Oh, and they changed their names to Jedi names. Did they? Where is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cinderella is C-Y-N-D-U-R-R-E-L-A. That's tight. And that's sick, dude, right? That Um, is sick. So anyway, uh, I threw this in there for fun because I got this email. I get this email every day from T-Fury. But uh, a lot of fun and really cool geek stuff. Very cool. So uh, Um, last thing with Star Wars is we have a little bit of game news. Oh, we do. Um, Where is that? Just a few little side notes. Uh both Star Wars Uprising and Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes raise their level cap today. Um, I don't know what the level cap is uh, on Uprising because I'm actually still stuck on level 30 in that. But the level cap for Heroes, Galaxy of Heroes, has been raised to 70, which is great because I hit the level cap of 60 earlier this week. Yeah, I'm almost 50. Nice. I, I'm getting there, dude. Yeah, I'm 49 right now. 49 and a half. So yeah, so they've raised the level cap to 70, so that's great. The last bit of news is the Star Wars Card Trader app has officially released their Series 3 for Star Wars. Nice. And uh, it's whereas Series 1 and 2 were very similar in looks, uh, Series 3 is a far different style, and they're beautiful. So check them out. Very cool. All right, man. Well, let's uh, – should we get out of this mess? Yeah, let's get out of this mess and go into – as much as I want to not go into pop culture for what we're starting with, let's start pop culture. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Thank you, Rory. Oh, Rory. Uh, Isn't it nice to know that uh, Rory is back and being amazing? I know, right? I'm so excited that that's Arthur Davril. Yeah, you go ahead. All right, so we lost two titans of the pop culture world just in the last few days. Um, this last weekend, we lost David Bowie, um, Ziggy Stardust himself. Oh, man. Uh, one of my favorite, I think my favorite Bowie role slash anything Bowie has ever done is Labyrinth. Labyrinth is iconic. And um, anytime, I, I mean, he, I mean, not only does he make that movie, but... I mean, he makes that movie, and he's singing, and he's moving, and he's... He's a great Goblin he's, King. He's creepy, and he's he's awesome, and I love Bowie in that role, and 
I will always remember David Bowie in that role. I know he's done many, many other things, but honestly, Labyrinth is my by my by far my favorite uh, Bowie. Yeah, and you know, long before Madonna or Miley Cyrus did or whatever, David Bowie invented the reinvention. Yeah, I mean, he was Ziggy Stardust. He was Major Tom. He, you know, it's so many different things, and then he. He just comes out of nowhere and does an iconic rendition of the little drummer boy with Bing Crosby. And then he does an incredible uh, duet with uh, Queen for Under Pressure. Uh, Music wise, Under Pressure is my favorite from him. Yeah, Under Pressure and then uh, um, Major Tom. Yeah. Well, uh, Ground Control to Major Tom. Oh, man. Uh, Well, look, Bowie will be missed. What an amazing talent! Um, I I feel like I feel like we're I think Smith said something similar to this, but I'm just thinking about it now because you know he was talking about some other folks that had passed in his life. But I, I feel like I'm getting to the point now where I'm like I'm 36 years old, right? Uh, people I grew up with, people I saw, people I you know that your really, influences are now really my influences in my childhood. Um, more and more and more of them are going away, and uh, it's really sad. It is really sad, and neither of the two people we're talking about are very old, but uh, late sixties. And and even if you are, you know, rich and talented, you know, cancer's a bitch. Cancer's a bitch, and um, and so we'll miss you, David. You 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 were the man, dude. Yeah, um, I, I always think of that baby song, the one from Labyrinth. Oh God, creepy. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say a couple of character names here and tell me what they mean to you. Gruber, Snape. You just, I mean, when you can just rattle off character names and yeah. they're just the Metatron. Alan Rickman, oh my God, right? Uh, Seriously, this hit me like a gut punch yesterday. I saw it and I, tears came to my eyes yeah. and I was like, I can't believe it. Yeah, this is fresh. This one is, this one's very, very, I mean... I heard about Bowie last week, but Rickman is like yesterday, like today. You know, I didn't hear about it actually till this morning uh, when you sent me that text. So, yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I got it late last night. Is yeah, when I, heard it. I, I don't know what to do with stuff like this. And again, uh, it's someone who is very, very talented, has done so much and has contributed to so much of what we know, not only geekdom, but just acting and, and, and being in roles and just being, an amazing person, right? I mean, dude, how many people do you know can be the main villain in the original Die Hard, right? <laughs> Which was actually his first film role, right. and he knocks it out of the park. I know. Can be an angel in a Kevin Smith movie. Can so be a role. you know a good bit part in a comedic ensemble in Love Actually. Right. Can play any Shakespeare character under the sun. And can also just make make a villain so endearing with Harry Potter. Uh, it's it's called talent, and it's called um, being a gift to what what we need, what what the rabble, the general, what what the masses need for entertainment. I mean, these people. This is what we needed. This is what, and they gave everything they had while they were here. And I hate to see hear about people like this die you know i hate that but at the same time we got the best of them while they were here 
you know. And, you know, and I'm sure this has been all over the internet today, but to quote one of the best Snape lines, you know, in decades when I'm still watching Alan Rickman movies and listening to David Bowie songs and watching Labyrinth and one of my youngsters, my nieces and nephews, because God knows I'm not having any kids, says, (laughs) you're still watching Alan Rickman and David Bowie after all this time? Always. Well said, sir. Well, uh, shall we transition out of this? Yes, please. Uh, the next thing we have is the Chinese buy Legendary Entertainment for $3.5 billion. Did you hear about this? I did not, but this is actually big when it comes to geek news. Yeah, this is, um, the first thing that came to my head, honestly, was Geek and Sundry. And Nerdist. And Nerdist, because last year, when we were at Comic-Con, the announcement was basic. Well, not the announcement. It happened before that, but Nerdist and Geek and Sundry were kind of uh, absorbed under the legendary banner. Yes. And this is a big deal. This is a huge entity, right? Right. Uh, and here we are. Uh, I, I have to open the link to, to tell you exactly, but a Chinese company bought Legendary Entertainment. For, for almost a, the same amount of money that Disney bought Star Almost. Wars, or bought Lucasfilm. Almost. So what does that mean? I don't know. But uh, it, uh, let me see if I can find the thing here. So it says, um, Dolly and Wanda Group Company uh, Limited, Wanda Group is what they're called, today announced the execution of a definitive merger agreement with U.S. Legendary Entertainment, Legendary, at a signing ceremony in Beijing. Wanda Group announced that it has acquired Legendary for no more than $3.5 million billion. Okay. Uh, so it goes on to say Legendary is a leading film production company that owns film, television, digital, and comics divisions. Legendary has de- delivered many of the world's blockbusters, including Batman Trilogy, Inception, The Hangover, Jurassic World, 300 Rise of an Empire, Pacific Rim, Man of Steel, and more. And upcoming releases include Warcraft, based on Blizzard Entertainment's award-winning universe, and The Great Wall, which is set to be the largest film shot entirely in China for global distribution. I don't understand this kind of stuff, to be honest with you. I really don't. Like, uh, is this just, are we going to notice anything? Is this in, is anything going to change? Well, it's change? a globalization I mean, of the marketplace. Okay. Um, I think you're right about which that. Which, yeah. in and of itself, isn't a huge issue, because, I mean... Sony is based out of Japan. Right. So, you know, not a huge, huge thing. Uh, I just think it, I think it's less about America going behind the Great Red Wall than it is China even stepping more into the uh, democratic capitalism sphere. I can see that. Um, and I think this just also has everything to do with that China has the second largest movie going public in the world. Yeah. I I didn't look into it, but I'm interested to see what, um, you know, Nerdist or Geek and Sundry say about them. Yeah. Plus, yeah. Disney is, is finishing up their, uh, their theme park in China. So yeah. it's, yeah. it's expanding. I don't think it's as big an issue as it could, as it would have been, say, 20 years ago. Yeah. Okay. But, um, I think in this day and age, it just goes to show that China is a major world player when it comes to not just uh, global economics, but entertainment economics. For sure. All right, man. Well, I'm not going to worry too much right now. No, not so much. TV? TV. Um, actually, you added a whole bunch of this stuff. Um, 
But uh, you start off with it because the one that I added kind of segues into what you had well, in there already. Okay, so a couple things. Uh, Stephen Amell is not leaving Arrow. Uh, there was a rumor he was leaving Arrow. Uh, not a thing. No. Not happening. Uh, Stephen Amell also responds to Marvel rumors. And I'm going to nutshell this because I read this earlier. And I think that people were saying, well, hey, what, I mean, it, you know, are you going to go over to Marvel and do a role if they offer it to you. And he's Cause like, I know some people were, were spitballing that he could be a good Nova. He, I mean, he can be a good, a lot of things, right? But the bottom line is what he says is he's an actor. And if they say like, Hey, come do this thing. He's gonna be like, yeah, okay, I'll go do the thing. Right. I mean, but there's no talks, but there's nothing going on right now, but you know, it's not to say he's going to be like, well, I'm going to turn it down. If, if just because it's Marvel, I mean, what, what person trying to exist in the world would do that? You exactly. Know? I'm very excited about this next thing. Game of Thrones season six premieres April 24th. Yeah, I seriously need to catch up on Game of Thrones. Could you? I'm still back in season one. Okay, so I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. And so after Doctor Who, I would like to do a Game of Thrones thing. Okay. I'm just saying, could you could you watch the show? <laughs> Moving on. Inhumans movie to be separate from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And we talked about Inhumans last week. Right, because they they... Some of the characters that have been introduced in this season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. have have ties in the comic universe to Inhumans. Which is interesting, but the Inhumans movie is going to be something different than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., apparently. Okay. Which is fine. Uh, I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., by the way. It's very good. Better than I thought it was going to be. It's another thing I need to catch up on. Uh, NBC cancels Heroes Reborn. You gotta kind of see. I saw this coming. Uh, I mean, I've been saving them. I haven't watched any of them yet, but... Yeah. No, it's good. I actually like the new iteration of it. Um, let me open this up real quick because I want to. I'm a little sad for Zachary Levi because I like him in anything. Yeah, and it's a shame that now he's in the show and it's going to go away. But I, I do like, um, I do like this. It says, as far as I know, there's no more incarnations of heroes coming. Robert Greenblatt told reporters Wednesday at the Television uh, Critics Association Winter Press Tour, adding that it was always the plan to do just one season, unless. Series creator Tim um, Kring. Kring woke up one day and said, oh, I have another chapter to tell. I think we're coming to the end, dot, 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 of the world, maybe. Stay tuned. So the show's very good, and I and I, I really do enjoy the new uh, the new run. So, uh, But it, that's going to be it, apparently. So it is what it is. I'm excited about this one. <laughs> I thought you might. Gorilla Grodd is planned for long term uh, for The Flash. Which I kind of, when they when they sent him off to Gorilla City, you either knew it was going to be a kiss off or the introduction of more gorillas. Right. And who's to say we're not going to get a gorilla god from a different Earth? Right. It says I would like, I would liken the Gorilla City thing to Ra's al Ghul. You know, you hear about the man from Nanda Parbat in season one, and the man who showed Malcolm the way, and then you meet Nisa Nissa. Then in season three, you meet Roz. So it's a long-term thing. So basically, the last we saw of him was going into Gorilla City, and they're going to bring him back. So that's pretty cool. cool. All right? Because he's a fun character. Because he's amazingly cool. Uh, Marvel developing second comedy series. You see this? Yeah, well, there's already the first comedy series. Um, I'm not familiar which is with called, the first one. What's it's it called? called Damage Control. Oh, and I it's based that. on a short series run, which I believe ran in the early 90s. Okay. And it basically tracks 
crews that go in and clean up after damage done by superheroes. Right, right. Sorry. In addition to damage control, it's learned Marvel is developing a second comedy TV series. ABC Entertainment Group uh, President Paul Lee revealed the news to IGN um, at the Television Critics Association press tour. Lee didn't offer any specific details other than that. In the long term, we'd love to be on ABC. So It just means they've got something else in the works. Okay, well... Yeah, Jonah Hex, which was a has been a cult hero comic, um, and was turned into a very bad movie a few years ago with James Bro- or with uh, Josh Brolin. I knew that sounded familiar. Okay, um, but okay. it looks like he's coming to DC's Legends of Tomorrow. That's gonna be cool. Yeah, I'm. Any time they bring in more characters into a show like Legends of Tomorrow, which plays fluidly with time, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Well, and that basically says there's gonna be a western. Basically, yeah. Which I'm excited about. And then, of course, uh, the last bit of news is that DC's Powerless is uh, is uh, in pilot, and it'll feature at least one recognizable superhero, which is kind of against the premise, because the premise of Powerless is it's an insurance company right. in the DC universe. Which is hilarious. Because superheroes need insurance, too. Exactly. Uh, it doesn't ever... I don't think in the article it says who the superhero is going to be, but eh, we'll see how it goes. Um, all right, man. This is you. Biggest news today is that the Oscar nominations came out. Uh, I'm just going to touch on a little bit of news here. Um, I'm going to try to work up something a little bit bigger later. But a little quick rundown. The most nominations is The Revenant. Got 12 nominations. Wow. uh, Which is, I believe, too short of the record. Uh, Mad Max got 10, which is huge for a genre movie. That's like Avatar Land. Uh, And then The Martian, you know, that... Well received comedy got seven. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. It's not no, the Golden Globes had it classified as a comedy. Okay, um, so that got seven. Uh, those were the three biggies. Um, Star Wars: The Force Awakens got five noms. Uh, it got the four you would expect for sound editing, sound mixing, visual effects, and uh, um, I'm missing visual effects editing or something like that. Yeah, and the fifth one it got was of course John Williams for the score. Wow. I'm a little surprised it didn't have uh, makeup, but I'm okay with that. Well, I mean, what there, else? I, I wonder what else in that category. Right. Well, there, well, there is something that was kind of a shocker in that category, and I'll get to that in my surprises in the next section. Okay. The only one I'm, I'm, I can understand, but I'm a little bummed about is I was hoping Harrison Ford would sneak in for Best Sporting Actor. Yeah. But I think the aging hero getting the nom was obviously going to go to Sylvester Stallone. Oh, for sure. All right, so my surprises are that uh, Quentin Tarantino and Aaron Sorkin, respectively, for Hateful Eight and and Steve Jobs, were not nominated for Best Screenplays, especially since Aaron Sorkin just won the Gold Globe. Oh, wow. So he didn't even get the nomination. Uh, Ridley Scott did not get one of the Martian Seven nominations for Best Director. Um, Carol, which got uh, nominated for uh, Best Actor and or Best Actress for Kate Blanchett and Best Supporting Actress for Rooney Mara, and was up for Best Picture and a whole bunch of other awards at the Golden Globes, did not get picked up for either picture or director at the Oscars. Huh. And I already talked about how The Force Awakens didn't get picked uh, mentioned for makeup, um, which is kind of surprising. Um, but it would have lost in a landslide to the other nominees. Um, and then we get to best animated feature. And of course, no brainer is, is inside out and it's probably going to win without. Oh, yeah, it's going to win a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And there's a lot of indie stuff besides that, but peanuts and the good dinosaur did not get nominated, which kind of at all for anything. Uh, well, not for best animated oh, not feature. For best animated. Okay. Um, 
And then the unfortunate thing is that the nominations this year are fairly whitewashed. Um, it's unfortunate that the only Oscar nomination that Comp- that Straight Outta Compton got was for Best Screenplay hmm. for its white screenwriters. But, uh, you know, no Best Director, no nothing. And That's then Creed hard. got, of course, the nomination for um, Best Supporting Actor for Sylvester Stallone, but nothing for Michael B. Jordan. Ryan Coogler, uh, who later on we're going to talk about, got picked up for uh, for Black Panther. Yeah, did not get nominated for that or his screenplay. That's too bad. Or Best Picture. It's just it's it's a bummer that it's so. I don't know. We, maybe one day we'll have this conversation. Well, also but... Smith didn't get picked up for Concussion. Right, and he was. I think he was pretty banking on that, wasn't he? Well, I, I mean, not banking on it, but you know what I no, mean. Like, ex- um, no, but the, the ones that they did pick are understandable, so I'm okay with it. Oh, but okay. it's still hmm. all right. Well, but that's it for the for Oscars in this one. And like I said, I'll, I'll try to put out a, a a solo show or something like that that that'll go more in depth than what my contest is going to be and whatnot. Cool, man. Um, I got a bunch of other stuff here. Let's do it. So we have Zack Snyder talks Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Gal Gadot. Um. This was uh, fairly interesting. I love Gal Gadot. I know. He basically says, um, he says, we tested a bunch of actresses, as you can imagine. But the thing with Gal is that she's strong, she's beautiful, and she's a kind person, which is interesting, but fierce at the same time. Um, and he's trying not to, I, I don't know if he's being sarcastic here, but he says, uh, she has a cameo in this movie. No, actually, it's bigger than a cameo. She comes in and does something. Uh, well... If he's trying to hype what we've already seen in the trailer. Well, and that's the thing. Have we already seen what she does? Because that's a thing. She did that's a thing. Bad hype. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, this one is very exciting for me because we've talked about this before. Channing Tatum Gambit movie said to film this March in New Orleans. Yeah. And actually, he was at the Golden Globes and you saw his Gambit haircut. Ah. Is it all? It's all. But. He had it laying over. Wavy, but over. Okay, yeah. all right, all right, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah, I'm excited about Gambit. And oh. I love Channing Tatum. Oh, who doesn't? Let's see, so the next thing is Mark... Oh, this one's so good. Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy tease Batman, the Killing Joke animated movie. This would be awesome. <sighs> They're going to do it, from what I understand. Uh, according to the grin, uh, grinning engine of madness and mayhem known as the Joker... That's all that separates the sane from the psychotic. Freed once again from the confines of Arkham Asylum, he's out to prove his uh, deranged point. And he's going to use Gotham City's top cop, Commissioner Jim Gordon, and his brilliant and beautiful daughter Barbara to do it. Now Batman must race to stop his arch nemesis before his reign of terror claims two of Dark Knight's closest friends. Can he finally put an end to the cycle of bloodlust and lunacy that links these two iconic foes before it leads to fatal conclusion? And as the horrifying origin of the clown prince of crime is finally revealed, will the thin line that separates Batman's nobility and the Joker's insanity snap once and for all? Uh, this is the one where, yeah, this is the one where basically, um, this is the one that I acquired locally, uh, and, and I have that nice copy of, but, uh, it's dark. And if they're going to do a movie of this, um, this isn't going to be one that you, you know, bring your kids to. Right. Well, they said it's animated, so it's yeah. probably going to be direct to digital or direct to. Oh, no, it's going to be, I mean, animated or not, it's, uh, Batman, I mean, the Joker does some stuff that's not, that's not cool. Right. So, but anyway, uh, I'm excited about this. 
Moving on. Uh, Deadpool <laughs> Facebook teases Wolverine. So there's rumors going around that Wolverine is going to be in Deadpool. And it makes sense if you read the comics because Wolverine shows up periodically. So does Captain America and various other Avengers. Right. Um, especially people that went through the same program. Right. So we'll see. All right. So um, where are we at here? Anthony and Joe Russo talk Black Panther and Spider-Man sides in Captain America Civil War. Now. Yeah. There, there's actually quite a bit of news that the Russo brothers are putting out. This is kind of cool. I mean, they talk about the Black Panther, of course. Uh, he's on his own side in the film. He's not aligned with either side. Right. Which I think is neat. And he's obviously getting involved because that's where the, uh, vibranium comes from. Right. That is made it, that is used to make up, uh, his, uh, Captain America shield and Ultron's armor. Right. Which is badass. Um, and Spider-Man, Spider-Man similarly enters the movie after the Avengers pick sides. So he doesn't have a huge investment politically, but he develops a very personal relationship why he picks a side. So I think that's kind of a neat little, you know, it's cool is what they're saying. But that's all we have. Yeah, but it's still kind of cool that they're uh, they're showing that those two are picking sides. Exactly. Anthony and these same two folks, Anthony and Joe Russo, would be interested in a Black Widow movie. I think everybody would be uh, into a Black Widow movie. You're an idiot if you don't. Exactly, right? More Scarlett Johansson. Hello. Exactly. Uh, so you have this next one here? Confirmed 67 characters. And, yeah, uh, okay. there's a, there's been a lot of buzz on the internet for the last couple of weeks about how massive Infinity War is going to be. Oh, yeah. Because we've already talked about uh, uh, on real reviews how uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy are probably going to be involved, obviously, because right, right, Infinity right. Stones are involved. Well, the Russo brothers came out uh, at the uh, Comic-Con in New Orleans. I think it was a Wizard a Wizard Con. Um, and they've confirmed they're going to be 67 characters in uh in avengers uh um infinity, infinity war. war that's insane 67 that's insane i don't know how they're gonna do that um i, I saw this on uh cosmic news as well uh no red hulk for captain america civil war who knows it might be in infinity war <laughs> yeah that's a good point uh it sounds like no uh, ben- uh benicio del toro for guardians of the galaxy 2 which actually kind of surprises me because he's already involved as the collector but if you remember in yeah. Galaxy, was it was it Guardians of the Galaxy where his his shroom yeah, got his, blown up? Yeah, yeah, his collection got blown up. But I mean, that doesn't mean he can't show up in other things, which is kind of what the article points at. Um, you know, not being in Guardians of the Galaxy two makes a little bit of sense, only in that um, in that timeline, his whole thing was blown up. So right. And that's also where we got our first look at Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Ryan Coogler directing Black Panther, dude. I am excited for this. And now, uh, refresh my memory. What did he do before? Creed. Oh. And Fruitvale Station. You know what? What's really cool? He was on uh, an episode of... Uh, Daily Show. Daily Show with Trevor Noah. and He was great. He knocked it out of the park. He really did. Okay. Bringing that back. He, he really did a good job. And I really... Made me more excited to see Creed, which I haven't seen yet. Yeah, and actually, I watched the uh, the Golden Globes, and uh, Sylvester Stallone, who won Best Supporting Actor for Creed, he thanked everybody except Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Coogler. Weird. I know. I thought that was kind of odd. Moving on. That's weird. Yeah, a little weird. Uh, anyway, Bizarro, Bizarro is also rumored for Batman v Superman. Yeah, it's, Bizarro's already been confirmed to be in Supergirl later this season. Right. Um. So... 
DC has been very careful to delineate between their TV universes and their DCU. So I'm kind of wondering how they're going to right. align these. Yeah, I I think this this is going to stay a rumor. I think um, Batman v Superman, I don't think, has a place for Bizarro yet. No, I mean, we already have Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Doomsday. I think yeah. it's already too I much. I think that's enough. Um, and the last thing here for me, uh, it, well, in this news uh, section... Amber Heard in talks for Justice League and Aquaman. I love Amber Heard. Yeah. So, um, she was actually in the very short-lived series, uh, Playboy, about the Playboy clubs of the 60s oh, with her okay. and uh, okay. Eddie Cibrian. Um, she's also married to Johnny Depp now. Is she really? Yes, she is. Okay. And, um, also lucky, she lucky was, her. <laughs> she was also in that, um, that Kevin Costner film last year, Three Days to Kill, which was pretty darn okay. good. And she was a good, Femme fatale in that. So whether she, so I, I, I can see her as both a good girl or a bad girl. Either way, I'm, I'm happy. I just like her. That's awesome. Um, all right. I only have a couple more things. No, this is great. I, uh, I love merchandise. Well, let me just tell you. So there's some merch. Uh, I have a link in the show notes for Captain America, Civil War t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and more. I'm confused by some of this. Have you seen these images? I saw the, uh, the backpack and a couple other things. I posted some of it on, uh, on our Pinterest page. Yeah, so, I mean, I'll, I'll scroll through some of this. I mean, uh, the t-shirts, I'm in. I'm in on the t-shirts. Um, except for these. Um, these would be good Halloween costumes, right? Captain America, Iron Man. Yeah, Iron I do like cool. the uh, the first Avenger one that they've got back there. Yeah, the, this hoodie is kind of, kind of okay. But again, I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I think out of any of them, I like that one. This? Yeah. Yeah. Which no. is the first Avengers one, but I, I just don't, I don't like the material. It looks like an Under Armour shirt. Yeah. And I, I think that's kind of, it's going to be all skin tight and sexy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. And that's definitely not <laughs> us. That's definitely Chris Evans, not us. Well, look, we're n- not all of us can be Chris Evans. Is Chris Evans Chris Evans? I, I don't even think Chris, I think Chris Evans puts on a Chris Evans suit. Right. So it's a bodysuit. Yeah. Right? Basically. Okay. Good point. It's like, I, I just re. I think I mentioned this in uh, real reviews, but I just rewatched uh, part of uh, Crazy Stupid Love uh-huh. with Steve Carell and Emma Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. And there's this part where Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone are getting together for the first time, and he takes off his shirt, and of course, Ryan Gosling's ripped. Oh yeah, and amazing. she's like, "Are you even real?" <laughs> and I think we all think that about various people. Female Ghostbusters action figures. I I can't tell you how excited I am for this movie. It's cool. Uh, what, what, what's cool about this and, and in the wake of what we were talking about with the Ray action figures and, and stuff like that. I mean, these look cool, dude. Look at, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's cool. Plus the, the four women involved are all hilarious. Yeah, they are. Um, I am, you know, when, when Kristen Wiig and, um, uh, Bill Hader and a few other people left Saturday Night Live, I was, a little worried, but dude, Kate McKinnon is a revelation. Yeah. She is hilarious. Good. So, last thing. Yeah. Okay. So, I've talked last week about Smuggler's Bounty and, this up. and Collector Core. Um, and I actually purchased my Smuggler's Bounty uh, box a couple days ago. And uh, now it looks like DC has launched their own geek box. And Shocking. it's going to start with Batman v Superman. This is my shock face. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're doing it. It's a thing. But obviously, this looks like it's in conjunction with Funko again. Um, and, you know, Funko's... <laughs> I want that so bad. Yeah, Funko's already done stuff, obviously, with uh, 
with uh, Loot Crate and uh, was it Nerdbox? Yeah, something um, like that. But I, I like how they're kind of just working specifically with these companies now because you never knew what you were going to get in the other stuff, and now you kind of have an idea with the uh, with the the Smuggler's Bounty and the and the Collector Cork Rates. You tend to get a patch and a pin, right? And then you get a shirt and a Funko, and then some other swag. It says we see the first Batman v Superman box coming with a Funko armored Batman figure. So you know he's done up in the little gear and it's kind of badass, right? I think it's cool. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. I would not doubt that there's a chase figure involved, and it's probably going to be a variant of Superman. Here's I don't know. Here's my problem with these things is that I can't afford more than one box thing. per month. You know, I have, well the good thing I, is with the with the uh, the collector core and the smuggler's bounty they're only every two months well that's something and they're 25 dollars, so they end up being about the price of the other right, box the but other you one. get less stuff but they're better stuff i think yeah i mean i have to i have to reevaluate you know i get loot crate and loot crate's fine but like i i'd almost rather have a uh universe uh, a universe specific um crate sometimes you know what i mean yeah and it's like with collector core for december their box is guardians of the galaxy yeah oh i love that in yeah. february it's gonna be deadpool yeah yeah so I, I i might i might i might change my tune a little bit next week yeah and we'll for see. smuggler's bounty for november it was uh first order right so the fun coincide was captain phasma oh, i still want that so bad and then the one for uh, january is resistance so i'm guessing it's gonna be poe yeah well Anything else, my friend? No, that's pretty much it. I think we've uh, exhausted a lot of stuff this week. <laughs> We're both exhausted. Uh, so thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. We welcome all feedback. So if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, and Twitter Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will, of course, is at I am Will Griggs because he's so beautiful. <laughs> we're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And of course, Google Play, maybe. I don't know. Uh, so take the time to give us a positive rating on uh, all those things. And share us on every social media you can get your hands on. AudibleTrial.com slash usual podcast. Support us that way. Get a free book. Try The Force Awakens audiobook. It's very good. And Patreon.com slash usual podcast. We're worth a buck or two an episode, I think. I think we're worth uh, at least a buck fifty. Well, look. Um, give us 50 cents. We'll call it even. Okay, I'm good with that. All right. And unless you have anything else, my friend. No, I'm good. All right. We will see you all next week. Peace. Hi. That's weird. <laughs>